So I normally wouldn't do this, but I just put up part one of the gifts of the spirit. And being that I have the time right now, I thought I would go through part two. This way, you have a little bit more to chew on. So Peter and Paul, they compared the church to a spiritual building. Now remember, we are the church. As the New Testament, we are the temple that Christ dwells in. 1 Peter 2.5 says, You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And then in Ephesians 2.20, it says, Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The church is a spiritual building. It's built by the Holy Spirit working in us. Our natural talents and abilities are not what get the job done. Paul was well-educated. He was very qualified, but he said these things were not sufficient to build God's spiritual temple. In 1 Corinthians 2, he says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So, as we're talking about the importance of the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit are what edify and build up the church. These bring people to a deeper knowledge and understanding of God. They help us to see ourselves as God sees us. They also can provide deliverance from demonic spirits, physical healing to saints so that they can better serve the Lord. There's emotional healing by binding up the brokenhearted. And they also build up and comfort and instruct the body of Christ. These gifts are meant to strengthen our faith and give direction. The gifts of the Spirit also help us to reach those lost souls that Jesus died for. The Apostolic Church reached the city of Lydda through the operation of the gifts of miracles. This story is in Acts 9, 32-35. Joppa was reached through the operation of the gift of miracles. That's Acts 9, 36 through 42. Paul and Barnabas reached Sergius Paulus using several gifts of the Spirit in Acts 13. The city of Lystra was reached through the gifts of the Spirit in Acts 14. Paul tells us the gifts of the Spirit, they will help to convince the lost that God is with us. 
they also help to confirm the truth that we preach. Jesus commissioned his twelve to go forth. He told them they were not just to preach, but they were also to heal the sick. When he sent forth the seventy, he gave them the same instructions. So, was the miraculous moving of the Spirit given only to those twelve apostles and the seventy disciples? That would certainly seem ridiculous. The word of God is true yesterday and today and forever. And Mark sixteen seventeen through 18 says, These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, that's the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Also, John fourteen twelve through 14 says, Most assuredly, I say unto you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. It's all about the name of Jesus. That's where the authority is. That's where the power is. 1 Corinthians twelve seven through 10 says, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. To one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. So, the Bible, keep in mind, it does give us guidelines for the use of these services. We aren't just given these without any instruction. 1 Corinthians 14.26 says, How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. But a lot of our church services aren't like that. Our teaching is biblical. Perhaps it's even apostolic. But our services, perhaps we've settled. Perhaps we've substituted other things. Perhaps we really push for something that feels like the moving of the Spirit. Are we leaning too heavily on emotion? Are we expecting others to stir things up before we can really come together and feel God's Spirit among us? We cannot accept a substitute. We need to seek a restoration of the gifts of the Spirit. Jesus commands this. And he tells us to seek after these gifts. These are good gifts. Every good and perfect gift is from above, from the Father. And we should desperately seek after and desire these giftings. 
this is how these gifts, this is how we know that the Spirit of God is manifested in our life for personal edification and for building up the body of Christ that we're a part of. The gifts of the Spirit are tools. They're like power tools. They're necessary to build up the body of the church. We cannot be without them. I think there needs to be more teaching on this. There needs to be more seeking, especially in these days when it seems like there is so much that's going dark. There's so much evil being called good and good being called evil. And we need those spiritual gifts now, not just to strengthen us, but to strengthen others. And that in all of this chaos and craziness, and even in the darkness, that we would be that light, that those gifts that God gives us would draw others who do not know to us so that we can reach them and teach them all for the glory of God. And with that, that's chapter two. I will be back with part, I'm sorry, part two. I'll be back with part three next time. And I will be praying that you will be seeking and searching for those good and perfect gifts that the Lord has for you. For each one of us, God has the perfect gifts. <laughs>